Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 243 of the What Up Though podcast. Yeah, man. The, the flagship the flagship podcast. The OG. The flagship <laughs> OG weeks. podcast. Been a couple. Mm-hmm. But as always, there's never a shortage of fuck shit and information going on. So Never, ever, ever. Not always. this year, it ain't. We're, we're always strapped with content pretty much because people keep getting killed uh we still got a whole ass president um yeah all that shit yeah like you remember there were times like and even even when trump was president there was still times where we would get we would sit down to record and be like yeah i ain't got to talk about me either like all right let's just make it happen <laughs> we'll just talk about we'll just talk and see what happens we ain't never got no. We ain't never short on topics. <laughs> in no, 2020. not at all. I mean, the times <laughs> that we and the times we did record, it wasn't because we were short on topics. It was just other shit going on. Yeah, that nigga COVID came through and gave us topics for a smooth couple months. <laughs> uh, and it's just so crazy how uh, how we're still dealing with this shit, dog. It's almost the end of the year. <laughs> this is crazy, dog. It's been six whole ass months, uh, at least six months that I've been home, like from work, not six. Like, I mean, I know we started, not me and you, but we as a country started talking about COVID, I think in February. But like, I know for me, I didn't get sent home until I think it was like March. Yeah, it was March. Or so something like that. You got sent home the 13th. I got sent home the week after. And yeah, so September marks six months of this shit. Yeah, I'd have moonwalked out if I'd known it'd been six seven, months. I thought seven, it was gonna be like <laughs> right, and it's seven, like, go and it's and it's about seven months since Trump said, "Ah, it's not that bad. Let's not overdo it." <laughs> that bitch ass nigga dog. Like man, it wasn't even surprising. But to hear him say, to to hear like that audio from Bob Woodward's book that talked about um, that he knew it was bad, but he didn't want to say how bad it was because he didn't want to cause a panic, like. That's the exact kind of thing. Uh, actually, let me tell you. Do you remember back when Obama was running, and this was uh, this was probably '08, and I think uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign. So this was still the primaries. Had put out a a campaign ad that basically was kind of like, uh, like, is this the person that you want? answering the phone if some sort of tragedy happens at 3 a.m. in the morning. Something like that. It was a real controversial I, I vaguely recall that, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so, like, that was kind of an idea of, like, okay, is this the guy that you want making the big, the, the, the hard decisions about, you know, if something pops off, this is the guy that you want making those decisions. And we are living that right now. Like, that's exactly what happened. We had a pandemic, which has not happened in our lifetime, and we got this motherfucker Donald Trump, who is in charge of this what has now turned out to be a pandemic that has killed almost 200,000 people. And this motherfucker 
was not honest about it because he didn't want to create a panic. And like, that's the kind of decision making that, um, that we, when we vote for a president, that we want that person to make the decision that makes sense. And in retrospect, we can look at how crazy it's gone and try to try to finesse him making a decision that, that was on behalf of our, I guess, mental welfare. But at the end of the day, if you know you got something coming and you know it's bad, it's always the smarter move to be honest about it and then tackle it openly so that things like this don't happen. Where now we're almost 200,000 deaths in and now we're finding out this nigga knew the whole fucking time it was gonna be a problem. And then not only that, but him downplaying it is the reason we got all these people up at Walmart and Target and KFC, jumping on counters, yelling at people, cussing motherfuckers out, talking about they ain't gonna wear a mask because they bought all of the shit that he said about it not being a big deal. And these are the same people who be tell you, telling us, the ones who take it seriously, like, oh, that's just some fucking, some new shit scaring y'all. It's not that serious, blah, 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 blah. Like they bought everything he said, but he don't want to be talking about fake news and shit like that. He, he, he made fake news that cost 200,000 lives. Like, <laughs> it's, this is unreal, dog. This is some shit like out of a movie. No, so speaking of movies, um, I was listening to this latest week of uh, This American Life, and one of the hosts he was talking about a movie he watched that was sim- that had like a pandemic style situation, and this was back in 1968. Um, and so the movie was called "What's So Bad About Feeling Good," and well, the premise of it was that it had a bird that was spreading this disease throughout the country or wherever the hell they were. But the virus was making them uh, <laughs> making them happy. Okay. <laughs> and so that was like the ill effect or whatever. So, you know, yeah, people just had stopped lights and shit, like, you know, blowing the horns and normally get the fuck on. Now they're like, you know, waiting and wait and waving at people and greeting people and nice and all this shit. And it had all this, all of the shit that we're going through similar. Like you had a president's talking about it. You have like a Dr. Falsy or whatever, Fauci. Uh, you know, you have the people blaming other countries for our disease, because I think the bird came from a different country or or some crazy shit like that. And one of the funny, I want to find this movie so bad, but the guy was saying how it's like, he had to like order it on a DVD from some shit. But he was like, one of the funniest parts, or one of, at least for me, one of the most interesting parts was the the biggest like impact it was having was that people were so nice that they were affecting the economy because they wasn't drinking or smoking c- cigarettes and all this shit. So they're like, we got to find this fucking bird because people are not buying liquor and people are not buying cigarettes and, and the economy is breaking <laughs> down and shit. <laughs> and the whole reason, they were like, fuck the people. They want the people to be angry and grouchy again so they can start buying alcohol and so all their self-medicate. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, man, first off, I got to find this movie, but it, and it was just funny that it wasn't even nothing that was killing people. It was just making them nice. And the, and the, and the government was like, nah, we need our vices back because uh, motherfuckers ain't buying shit. You know, the economy is tanking. And I'm just like, how can some shit damn near fucking, what, 50 years ago uh, still resonate in even different circumstances, but same kind of shit? I'm just like, wow. Uh, Man. <laughs> that's i don't know I, I feel like that movie sounds good on the surface 
but it's probably not a very good movie. But I'm oh no 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 that podcast. no uh, yeah the podcast is actually pretty good. It explains it and he he prefaces it everything that is a really terrible movie. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, he prefaces it <laughs> being a really terrible movie. Uh, but I'm just intrigued by listening to, listening to it. Like I really want to just watch it now. Like it would be a good one to be high or some shit just to watch and shit. Nothing, you know. I know it's not gonna win. It's probably not winning on awards or no shit. But now that <laughs> right. I've read, I mean, listened about it. You know, I, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'll probably listen to that podcast episode. That might be the. That is not my. That is the longest running podcast that I've been listening to like i started listening to this Grand life around shit 2011 ish 2011 yeah because i remember i was working in arbor hills because i ended up it was so long ago i had bought the app like they didn't was it wasn't like all the streaming (laughs) shit they had an app for streaming and i remember buying the app for like three dollars i'm like this is fucking crazy spending three dollars for a goddamn phone app um (laughs) And it's still it's crazy to spend three dollars for an app. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, and now it's like every streaming service, uh, you know, ever. You can just listen to it on the web and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so shout out to this American Life. Um, so before we get into a lot of the heavier shit, um, you recently found out about your uh, um, your genetics. Your what do you what do you what do you call it? Your uh, DNA? Your DNA. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know why I can't think of fucking genetic uh, DNA. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still, for some reason, there's a lot of things that I don't remember, like, the technical names for, but mm-hmm. I still remember that that stands for deoxyribose nucleic acid. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. It's so how, random. How about this? You could have put a gun in my head. I'm going to shoot your mama. And I'm like, mama, I love you. It's been real. <laughs> <laughs> Would have never got that one. It sounds familiar, though. What, what, I wonder what you would have guessed. Like, like okay, DNA. I know it's got something to do with how we made up. I may uh, have said something, deox something, but it wouldn't have been the right word. I'm just thinking of, like, technical chemistry terms and shit. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have got it. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know how it. I remember that. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was fun, man. Like, I got – so I had a 23andMe kit that we got – kind of a long time ago and but we never got around to using it and we just let it sit there and we kept going like every every couple months man we really should do that 23 and me yeah <laughs> and then that was it then a couple months later man we really got to do that 23 and me but then uh then we got serious like, okay we're definitely gonna do it and then um what held us up i think the first time we were about to do it is that once we opened it up and read like the instructions it said like you couldn't uh you couldn't eat or drink anything for like a half hour prior or something like that to doing it or an hour prior, some, something like that. And uh, when we were about to do it, we had just eaten or something like that. So uh, the next day we did it and it was like, it's, so what you got to do is you got to spit in this vial and it has, a, the vial has a cap on it that has some sort of chemical liquid in it. And when you close the cap, the it releases that liquid into it and that liquid mixes with your spit or whatever and so you 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 know you tape it up you put it they give you everything that you need like this uh you got the vial then it has like some you know like those medical bags that look like yeah hey, caution there's some some niggas fluids in here and <laughs> and then uh the box all you got to do is 
reseal, like you don't even have to reseal the box yourself. It has like a sticky thing, like an envelope, how you can peel off a tab and there's stickiness under it. You can just, you put it back into the same box, peel that tape off, reseal it, and it's already self-addressed to go where it's supposed to go. So you just drop it off and you're good. So super easy to, to do it and send it back. And uh, it told me that I would get my results around September 22nd or as late as October 6th. And then when you download the app, it gives you updates, kind of like a, <laughs> since a while I'm comparing it to this, but kind of like that update that you might get in like the Domino's app or how close your pizza is to being oh. ready. That's kind of what it was. It was like, it tell you where, where your DNA is at in the process. So like uh, I sent it and then it, it, sent me, it sent me a push notification when it was received. Uh, it sent me a push notification when it was uh, going into like this stage of analyzation or whatever. And then out of nowhere, I get like your DNA results are ready. And this was like, this was oh, actually, I can tell you exactly. It was last Thursday. So it was the 10th. So a full, almost two weeks prior to when I was supposed to get them, I got the result. And it was by and large what I expected. Uh, you know, you all, most of you, I would imagine know by now that I'm mixed. Uh, my father's white, my mom's black. And my whole life I was told that my white side uh, my grandparents on that side were French Canadian and Irish, and then obviously black <laughs> on the other side. So, and I got my results, and that's pretty much what it was, except um, it wasn't a kind of like a 50 50 split. It was 58% um, European, which was comprised of like a bunch of different countries, but mainly most of the 58% was British and Irish, which I think was 39% and then like 12% French and something else that I'm drawing a blank on right now. That was most of it. So British, Irish, French, and something else. Most of it was British and French. I mean, British and Irish. And then the 40% was listed as uh, African, and then it broke down by country. And I think most of that was like Nigerian. And then I had a 1.5% uh, Asian, and then the rest was like a point it was like 0.5% of like a unknown kind of something like that. So that was interesting to find out that um, I actually have in British and Irish alone, the same make the same amount as I have black, like 39% and 40%. So that was interesting to find that out. And then once you have the app, once all your shit is in there, it tells you all this information about yourself. Like um, it tells you whether or not you have uh, a variant that exists that can make you more prone to getting certain diseases like cancer or diabetes or Alzheimer's, anything like that. Then it tells you if you might be a carrier for certain things, like where it's like, you don't really have the potential to have it, but you carry a gene or something to where like maybe your kid might have it or something like that. It tells you that stuff. That stuff can be kind of scary, obviously. Like, okay, you know, you don't you don't necessarily want to find out that you have something that makes you more likely to get cancer. But right. I mean, it's good um, to know, I guess. Yeah, I didn't have anything. So I didn't have any variants. So I, I'm not likely to get any of those things. And I'm not a carrier for anything either that they test for. So that was cool. And then um, and then it tells you stuff about yourself as far as like um, personality traits. I don't know if you call these personality traits, but stuff like um, whether or not you have the gene that makes it more likely that you won't like cilantro or uh, whether okay. or not you have a gene that makes it more likely that you will like sweet foods over salty foods or 
whether or not you'll have freckles or like all kinds of stuff, right? Which at this point, most of that stuff, nothing there is news to me because I already know, like, okay, I know I like cilantro. So it's like, okay, it confirmed that. The only thing that it got wrong was it said that I was, oh man, what was it? Oh, mosquito bites. It said that I am as likely as everybody else to get bitten by mosquitoes. And that is entirely false. I am on the upper, 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 upper end of mosquito bite likelihood. So, so wait, the um, likelihood yeah, to get bit on. or not get bit? Make, I, I'm not to, I, to get bit. Yeah. And you so say like, you don't it, get bit? Yeah, no, I'm saying it told me that I am average likelihood of getting bit, just like oh, everybody else. Oh, and you're saying, and you're I'm saying way that more I'm more than prone that. to getting bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm way you. more prone to getting bit. Maybe that's like, the plus I, or I minus the error and shit. <laughs> mm hmm. It got so much shit right that I don't even care about that. But and it, and even if it, even then I got it got it wrong. But I already know, like I already know that I'm prone to it. Now if you have a kid DNA in there or something, and that kid's like eight or something, and you're like, oh my kid's more prone to getting mosquito bites, then maybe you'll take action. Then maybe like you know, anytime you take your kid out, you'll put more you know, deed on them or whatever the fuck. But like I already know that I'm I'm prone to getting bit, so I already take action in situations where I think I might get bit. Right. Like there's been a million times where. You and I have been at the exact same place and you go home and either you haven't been bit or you don't complain about it. <laughs> and I go home like, all right, cool. So I got 15 fucking mosquito bites for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I don't know, man. I swear if you, if you would have been in my fucking uh, yard last week, boy, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but uh, they were out there. But I don't want to get off the subject too much because I, uh, so. I was in your yard last week. <laughs> well, so. <laughs> Maybe that, oh, wait, so no, actually, that was two weeks that ago. Was, that was yeah, two that weeks was ago. And then yeah, last Yeah, then last week, uh Tony had stopped by and I dog, I was sitting maybe five, six feet from him or whatever. I don't know. I was I was sitting where I could look ahead and I could see he had on all black and I can see the mosquitoes going at him. Like he had like four yeah. or five that was, I'm like, no, where the fuck are they coming from? So I had to, yeah, I had to, I, man, I sprayed all kind of shit. I sprayed my grass. I got foggers. I got, man, I'm ready. I'm like war ready. Nah, them bitches got, them bitches got to go. Um, they about to be gone now anyway, right? Yeah, it's cooling off anyhow, but I got shit just in case. Um, but yeah, so what's funny, you said that you, uh, you and the wife had kind of sat, sat on them for a while as far as the, uh, the test and not sending them off because that's my story. Um, my wife sent hers off. Man, it had to be a fucking year ago or some shit. Uh, and she <laughs> bought me one. And, and I'm like, cool, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I just fucking forgot. And I thought I had it in one area in my office on this table. And I, I threw everything off the table yesterday or the day before. And I can't find it. So I'm like, fuck, I don't even want to tell the wife that I lost it because I'm just going to hear it. One, because I lost it. And two, I should have done it like eight months ago or some shit. Like, it was clearly last <laughs> year. It was clearly last year when she did it. It had all the makeups of being a situation where you were going to hear shit about not Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I've been downstairs because I was in the basement cleaning up because I'm trying to get the weight area back up, you know, our, um, so I could work out down there. So I had a bunch of shit I had put on the, 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 the weight bench and shit. And I, I pick up this one bag. And I find it. I'm like, fuck. So I totally stopped cleaning up. I came right upstairs and I started doing the process. So ours is with Ancestry. And, okay. and it's the same makeup of yours, the same setup. A little uh, um, 
little tube, you got to spit in it. You got this top with a fluid in it, twist, shake, all that shit. Uh, okay. So I get text alerts and stuff I'm going to have for it, I guess. And then, because uh, I guess I'm, I already have a, a Ancestry login because I had did that years ago. So I just had to log into there. And then if I did, I just, I would have had to sign up. And then I just, you know, did all that shit. I'm, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't read anything about the food thing. It just so happened I had finished eating probably about an hour ago or hour or two prior. So it just kind of worked oh, out. Okay. I'm glad I did. Uh, glad that it, it did the timing because I swear I didn't see anything about it. So, yeah, so I sent that off. Wow. I, I packaged it up and I'm going to send it off tomorrow. And they say six to eight weeks. So I'm hoping it comes sooner, kind of like you guys uh, did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think mine ultimately came after like two weeks, and then my wife got hers uh, a couple of days ago. So you know, maybe four days after mine, something like that. Okay, yeah. So it's funny. I was I just messaged my wife to ask her to send me her uh, breakdown. Um, so hers is like twenty four percent Nigeria, twenty percent Cameroon, Congo, sixteen percent uh, Scotland, twelve percent England. Um, in Europe, 11%, Ireland, and then it goes single digits, Mali, German, Norway, Senegal, Sweden. Um, but for hers, it cleared up the myth that on her mother's side, they've always said that they had Native American in their family. And that's clearly a lie, because, uh, <laughs> well, it has indigenous Americans, but that's 2%, but with indigenous Americans, Americas, would that count as Native American, though? Um, oh, that, I would think I think so. Uh, mine says Native American, but a, Indigenous American—that sounds like the same thing to me. But this only two percent, and I feel like two percent is not noticeable for your family to be telling you this for for generations. Oh and shit. no, hell no! Nah. <laughs> you know, right. so I'm figuring like that's no. probably whatever it is. It's not enough. Uh, He's so, just as Native American as I am. Asian. Yeah, it, it, so. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so. So I'm curious, I'm, and like a lot of her, uh, her, especially her, her uh, mom's side, they're a lot, a lot of them are fair skinned and stuff. So you can, you could tell that there are some kind of, you know, based on her uh, estimates, you know, Scotland, England, Ireland, stuff like that, uh, deep into, I mean, hell, especially it was 16 and 12% Scotland and England. So, uh, so I'm curious. I feel like that's fairly high. For, yeah, yeah. You know, but her highest, her highest high. is Nigeria, uh, Nigeria and Cameroon. So her two highest is of Africa, and like I say, that could. Now the thing for you to even get better estimates, she would have to have her parents do it to kind of see like what comes from the dad's side or mom's side and shit like that. Um, but I doubt. I think I think they were gonna do it, but I, I don't know. Her dad. He's one of them deep people. Is funny about sending shit, his own stuff, and like I'm not sending my spit to them and all this shit. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's gonna happen, but at least it's, it's good I, to get a good gist of what you are. So I'm looking forward. I'm sending. I'm dropping my shit off at the mailbox tomorrow, and hopefully, um, I get you know my shit relatively soon. My estimates is because I think that we have native American on my mom's side, not that it's been like pushed and like, you know, rumored and shit. Um, but I think my dad's side is probably more African than my mom's side. There's really no way to tell that unless I knew I had like my honor, um, uncle or some shit. 
to do theirs. Uh, but I'm gonna go that I'm 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 gonna guess that I'm probably sixty percent of African heritage and go from there. Uh, and obviously won't know nothing until I get them back. So we'll recap this on whatever episode I get them back after. So. Yeah. When, um, so my mom did it a long time ago, but she wasn't in the app. So once I did it, I told her, I was like, Hey, join in the app so that way we can link and, and, you know, our, you know, our stuff can both be in the, be in the app together. And when she did that, my percentages changed slightly. It was almost like it gave it more accuracy and I'm not going to get my dad's obviously. Um, but it changed my percentages, not a ton, but like, because the, the numbers were still kind of the same overall. Like, mm -hmm. I think my European was 58%. My African was like 39 point something. And then everything else was the same. But after my mom signed up, my European stayed at 58, but the British and Irish portion went down because it was at 44% uh, before my mom signed up. Because I remember thinking like, oh, it's wild that I actually have more British and Irish in me than black. Because I'm like, because my African was 39 points up the percent and British and Irish was 44. I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. But then my mom signed up, my British and Irish went down to 39.3% and my African went up to 40.1%. So I, I, that was interesting to me. And then you mentioned um, Native American. That's actually on here. I have 0.6% uh, Native American, so not very much. And then um, I don't have, you said your wife's was Cameroon was second. I don't have Cameroon at all. Yeah. I have her, a. Uh, her, her first one was oh, Nigeria, 24. And then her second one was, it's uh, Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu. Oh, like the Baca. Um, yeah, right, right, you, exactly. That's funny. I have more Nigerian than she does. <laughs> I'm 28 28 28.8% Nigerian. <laughs> oh, it, you know, what's interesting to see Well, you know, I'm curious to, you know, like really research and stuff now and wonder, like, at the point of people being shipped over here for slavery, what what certain regions at certain times, you know, once you start going back into your 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 life history and shit, if you can get to the point where you can know at what point were your family with what area they came from as far as slaves like which point of origin were people coming from different areas of Africa coming over here. So I, that's a lot of stuff I really would like to research. I don't know if I'm going to really do it, but it would be interesting to see a lot of people's where, where, where they, what region they were from in Africa to relate to what region like their ancestors were in the South, presumably like my, my, my mother's side, uh, my grandfather was from Alabama, but I'm not sure which my grandmother on my my mother's side and you know vice versa so interesting it's interesting stuff i'm just mad i waited so fucking long but once i saw y'all shit i was like i need to do this shit before she see these posts <laughs> <laughs> so when i when i when nah. i went out there today nah, i want to do it for myself i want to do it before i get in trouble for now oh oh absolutely <laughs> it was it was it was getting in trouble first and then for my own second uh, and then I went out there with the box. I was like, I filled it out. I'm sorry. I'm sending that. It's like, oh, because you seen them post there. So I was like, I just had to take, the, <laughs> I just had to take the shade. I was just like, yep, you're right. right. I just had to take it. So. You know what? You're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, I had to take that shade. 
Yeah, and um, it like I don't know if what ancestry is gonna tell you, but twenty three and me didn't break it down that deeply, but it did tell me what generation um was what uh was what uh ethnicity. So like, but but like basically, how many generations back you would have to go before you're at that ethnicity like clean? So like, it, it doesn't it, and it doesn't tell you exactly, but it'll say something like. Uh, for me, it's, it'll say something like, you know, uh, British and Irish, uh, two to four generations back before you're actually someone who, before you get someone who's actually like full on Irish. Or it'll say, it'll say, you know, for, uh, for it, it'll keep going like that. So like, uh, I don't, I don't know what the next one was, but say it says something like uh, Nigerian, four generations back or something like that. So it doesn't give you like a complete timeline, but it does tell you how many generations back within a close range, I think, of like two generations of where that ancestry comes from. Okay. I don't oh. know. I don't know if ancestry will tell you that. It probably will. Okay, you know what? So um my um, wife just sent me so her mom did do it. Uh oh, okay. And compared to hers, like she was twenty four percent Nigerian, her mom's is twenty two. She's 20% Cameroon. Her mom's only 9%, but it jumps up from Scotland. Hers is 16. Her mom's is 27%. And oh, okay. um, the huh. Europe was the same. Her mom has more Ireland. So her mom has more U- European and her than, which makes sense because I think a lot of them are fair skinned. At some point, somebody was white sooner than. Yeah, and probably, <laughs> not, probably not too far back either. No, not at all. Like that might be all. a generate. That might be like you said. Her, you said her mom was twenty something percent. Her mom was uh, uh, 27 percent Scotland. Yeah, I and bet you maybe like another generation or two. You just straight white. Actually, wherever, wherever that based on is. based on the numbers, her her mom has more percentage white than Africa. Twenty two mm. and nine is Africa, and then twenty seven and twenty two is Scotland and England. Oh, interesting. So yeah, uh, um, so yeah. yeah her probably mom, one more generation back. Yeah. So, her, so is her grandma just flat out white? No, her grandmother was 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 black, but I don't know what her granddad was. But oh, it makes yeah, me think yeah. now that her dad probably carries most of the the African trait then, mm-hmm. especially if her mom right. is, is less than hers. So, huh? Interesting. So yeah, so I, I guess you know you you knowing like, at least you knowing your your mom and not necessarily having to know your dad, but you know that that other side of where you um, the white side, <laughs> the numbers are probably most likely coming from him. Yeah, and then um, I also had an added bonus in that. Um, so I don't really have many known relatives on my dad's side. Um, he only had he had one sibling, a brother. And um, my uncle didn't have any kids or doesn't have any kids and he won't be because he's too old. So okay. um, that's so it, that feels like the extent of my white side is essentially very little. But um, I was trying to figure out basically where the Irish came from. And I'm asking my mom if she knows anything and I'm like digging in there or whatever. She was like, you should ask Charlie because Charlie's my, my uncle. That's my brother's my father's brother. And I, I felt completely stupid because I forgot that my uncle is like obsessed with that shit. 
Like he oh, will. How the fuck like, you didn't get? I can I, tell, how you forget about that yeah, shit? I don't know. I don't know how I forgot, dog. But like, she was like, "You should ask Charlie." And immediately, I was like, "Fuck me! I should have been asked him that shit." Because he keeps. I could tell. I could. He could talk to me for hours about lineage, and so I was like, I told him. I, I shot him a quick email. I'm like, "Hey, I got this 23andMe. This is what it said. Blah blah blah. What kind of information can you give me?" This motherfucker sent me. The, something that I, one of his other relatives made where I guess this person did whatever research was necessary to get all of this. This was like a 50 page word document that tracked my father's side lineage back to the very first generation in the 1600s. Well, and fuck. It, I mean, it, I mean, it granted, it would be awesome to, to, to for your dad to be around so you can see it. Fuck, it's almost as you don't really need that information since he already has all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I filled in my family tree on, on the just in the immediate sense, um, on the app. But back then, like back even just to uh my uh my grandfather on my white side, my dad's side, um, he had a fuck ton of brothers. I mean siblings. He had a fuck ton of siblings. And each generation going up had a fuck ton of siblings. So like, there is so much potential for me to, even though I don't have any first cousins on my dad's side, I probably have a bazillion second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever the fuck cousins on that side, because there's so, like his, his, his father, my grandfather had like nine siblings or some shit like that. The generation above that had like nine siblings. Like it, it was crazy So. And this document that he sent me breaks down everybody. So it'll be like, it'll have each person, who they married, when they married that person, how many kids they had, and the breakdown for the kids. And it does that for each generation. So like this document he sent me has literally everything about my father's side going back to the 1600s. I'm like, man, like I went, I think I had to go up uh, three or four generations before I had somebody who was completely French. Like his name was like Pierre Lacombe or something like that. Oh, I just dropped my last name by accident on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you really could you really could have just kept going and you know. <laughs> yeah, and nobody. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I made it a thing. But yeah, um, his name was like Pierre. His his son's name that I'm directly in line with was named like Raoul. Um, so. Yeah, it, it, but Raoul, I think, was born here, but Pierre was born in uh, uh, somewhere in France, I think. So, yeah, so like the French-Canadian aspect uh, is um, my dad's dad. It's his side. And then my dad's mom is where the Irish comes from. And so I, I'm telling him this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at the document you sent me in. Like, I'm seeing a lot of French. I'm seeing, like, the Canadian. I'm like, so, but I'm not seeing any Irish, so I'm guessing that comes from your mom. Like, what do you know about that? He writes me this another long-ass email telling me about, not, not just about the Irish side, but about how, like, the Irish are, the Irish are primarily Catholic, right? So um, he was like, our family wasn't racist at all. And anytime you start with that, you know you're about to hear some shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
because there's no because if not if there's no shit you don't need to you don't need to have that qualifier at the beginning <laughs> so i know it's gonna go left at some point and basically like long story short he tells me that um his grandmother um so his mom's mother um she was like not necessarily racist but well no there's some racism in there but she like they were like heavy irish catholic to where they weren't a big fan of anybody marrying into the family that wasn't Irish and Catholic. So when my dad brings a black, <laughs> black Christian woman home, <laughs> it was not, it was not a good look to that particular uh, individual. And uh, yeah, he was telling me how like um, his dad and um, that, I guess that would be his mother-in-law. Uh, they didn't get along and that there was all kinds of drama about their wedding and all this kind of shit. I'm like, man, I didn't know any of this. Dog. He told he told me about some dude in his neighborhood when he was a kid. He said he was like maybe like ten or 10, like nine or ten years old. And some new family moved in across the street and a few houses down, and they had a kid who was like eleven. And he said like most of the kids in his neighborhood at that time were like younger, like six, seven, eight years old. So this eleven year old came and was like like the alpha kid. Like he was he was in charge. He was like bull- he's kind of like a little bully. He said he was like, but he was just kind of like the guy that was in charge. And he was like, yeah, and this kid kept saying, uh, we found out that this kid had a word that he would use for people he didn't like. And we didn't know this word, but we just heard him say it. And just through context, we figured like it was an insult. And then he was like, so then the other kids started saying it, like the younger ones, the six, seven year olds, whatever, they started saying the word. Come to find out the word is nigger. (laughs) (laughs) So he said that his dad found out, basically was able to figure out where the neighborhood kids had picked up this word. And he went to that kid's house and he said, he, he said, I don't know what my dad said or did, but I didn't hear that word anymore after that. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. He, uh, he, he, he put somebody, he held somebody's shirt up to their chin. Like, uh, <laughs> you tell little Johnny, he say this shit again. I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Basically. Yeah. He said, uh, he said my grandfather was in the army. And that he was a sergeant in the army, so he was accustomed to one being intimidating and two having his commands followed. So I guess his dad didn't play that shit. So he went over there and nutted up, and he didn't have to hear that word no more. I don't believe I ever met my grandfather on that side. Um, I don't remember him at all. And when I looked at the sheet, the document, he died in the same year that my grandfather on my mom's side died, who I remember clear as day so i feel like i probably i feel like i probably never met him i I found out that he wasn't even he wasn't even married to my grandmother for that long like he divorced my grandmother when my father and my uncle were kids and remarried later in life oh i don't remember ever so that's another wrinkle so well no it's not because he didn't have he was too old to have kids with that woman so they never had kids so never mind i'm like because i like that could be a whole section of possible dna that I could share with people too, but they never had kids. But yeah, he said that uh, they remarried or whatever. So that, and I, I don't remember ever meeting this other person, his, I guess, other, his stepmom or whatever. Um, none of that. So that was interesting to find out too. Wow. Man, that's a, that's a wealth of information to have, man. That's, that's, that's pretty damn dope that your, uh, that your uncle uh, did a lot of that research. That's crazy, man. And that stuff is yeah, like you need you need to you you guys you know need to keep digitally and stuff like that just because I, I know for on my 
dad's side of the family, a lot of, actually my mom's too, but more so my dad, a lot of information about our family and stuff is like vanishing and stuff because it was all kind of like oral tradition type shit. Mm-hmm. You only knew from certain people and we're like, yeah, you asked about such and such. Yeah, well, I Mabel died, so she's the only person that knew that. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why nobody, why nobody, you know, you know, document this shit? Like, what the hell? You know, and that's a big problem with a lot of a lot of families. I would assume, you know, more than just black people, but they just don't have good records of of, of stuff, you know. So it's like, fuck, dude. Um, yeah, I, no, my shit gonna last forever now. I have my one of my um, great aunts on my mom's side. She has photo albums, photo albums of all of a lot of our family, and I've told myself I was gonna make it my thing to get them and scan them all. But now I really want to get them and scan them. I think I just want to find a service that does it, like I could take it somewhere and they could just, you know, pay to. And like sitting around scanning hundreds of pics is just gonna be fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's but forever. I want I want to just to have that information so we can you know be able to track stuff you know later down the line. People start looking at you know generations and stuff like that. So, but yeah, when uh once I get that info, I'll definitely uh share that on the on the podcast. So, hopefully, it'd be quicker than eight weeks. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. And I also I, like if I have time, like a, a several hours, because like when you start looking at that kind of shit, hours can go by kind of fast. Like the day mm-hmm. I got it, I was I like before I knew it, it was like midnight, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't done anything else but look at this shit. But um, once I have time, I'm going to try to fill in as much of the stuff on my dad's side as I can. But it's going to be so much with all those siblings as it moves up. But I'm going to try to fill in as much of that shit as I can. I'm just kind of get an idea. And then my uncle has a Facebook group, too, that's just about our family. And the thing oh, about dope. it is that, like, I don't even know any of these people, so I don't really look into it like that. But now that I have this document where I, where I can see who is who and who's related to who, as I'm filling this in... Now there's people in this group are going to make more sense to me. I'll be like, okay, so that's my blah, 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 blah. You know, like I can know how I'm related to them better. Right. So, It'd be dope if they, if they uh, ever did like an actual tree or just a tree format where people mm-hmm. can kind of like fit, feel themselves of where they at on the tree as far as descendants and stuff like that. Um, I started I started trying to do something like that some years ago on my mom's side and I kind of just uh, fell off from doing it. And I think I got some other relatives that tried too, but yeah, it's something I want to do. I had a ancestry membership for like a year, and I would just run into roadblocks. But it's like the roadblocks I was running into. I ideally I should have been able to just contact an older relative and get information. But a lot of like a, a lot of it, you know, my mom's side, people were dying off, and information was dying, and you don't know exactly when someone was born, or we don't know mm-hmm. if that relative was really a relative. They just called them uncle. You know what I mean? Shit like that. You know, and I yeah. was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I had, a, so. I had a weird thing with that too. Like on my on my mom's side, uh, side note, you mentioned your grandfather's from Alabama. I found out mine is as well. He was from Alabama. You know um, city? It's something that started with a B. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I can check. Yeah, quick. mine. But, I think um, my uh, it was it was city some small city called Piper, Piper, Alabama. Okay. Yeah, uh, this was started with a B. Uh, I want to say it was. Bo, bo something uh i don't know i'm gonna check but um i found out too that my grandmother had she did not know who her father was i think so there's mystery on whether or not some of her relatives were born by the person who is considered to be her father or this other person 
so like there's all kinds of like weird shit that I guess you kind of like come to find out as you're digging into things and once you start asking questions like who is this person and do you know this information and then you my, my mom's like yeah we don't know that we don't know that but then she was giving me some cool information too um so yeah let me check this right quick because i can uh i'm about to see what city this was um he was born in Bolige, alabama b-o-l-i-g-e-e in green county alabama so i don't know if that's a popping ass city or nothing but Bola G is where he was uh where he's born. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just looked up Piper Alabama just curious. Uh and it was Piper was named for Oliver Hizzard Piper who was who founded the little Cahaba Coal Company. So he's probably a white person for sure. Uh <laughs> like I just don't see black people owning coal mines and shit. Um and that's yeah, interesting so. because my my grandfather worked in a coal mine. Yeah, that's I, actually how that, I would how assume he ended up dying because he, he got lung cancer from it. Yeah, I would assume that you know that's probably a, a big industry down there. Uh, being the fact that we both just looked up, you know, two generations ago, and they were you know somehow intertwined with a coal mine company. So yeah, I just googled real quick. Piper, Alabama is one hour and 22 minutes away from Bology, Alabama. Oh, really? I was just yep. about to 70, look it up to a 78 <laughs> miles. Okay. And they are both within fairly close proximity, looking at this map, from uh, Birmingham. Yep. And so it's like, funny, on here it says the, the, the coal that they used from there was actually shipped to, uh, to Birmingham. Okay. Yeah, so I wonder, uh, I'm curious, like, how far um not how far but like well no i am curious how far how far bology and piper are from uh birmingham piper is closer um it looks to be a lesser of a distance than it is from than it is from bology so i'd imagine maybe it's, it's showing me 78 miles uh by car from piper to bology so i would guess piper to alabama is probably uh 60 miles and, and uh, that also proves too, like you know, you have people from Alabama that end up being in Michigan. Like Alabama coming up, I believe, I don't know if it was seventy five or whatever road or highway was going up to up north to like you know to the auto industry and shit like that. And versus you got people who are in Mississippi who tend to migrate up to like Chicago and and places like that. Yeah, I sixty five. Okay, goes north out of. Birmingham. I was about to put up another window and search, but my computer been tripping, so I'm not trying to let it uh, restart on some bullshit. But, uh, but yeah, I was definitely going to look that look that up. But yeah, so interesting shit, man. Really interesting. Like I said, I'm really curious to see when I get mine back. But I would love to do some more research on that just to see. I like to do my dad's side just to kind of see how far I could go back with them. Um, but I know people, motherfuckers on my dad's side, they ain't sending no shit off to fucking ancestry and shit. So. And I know damn well I ain't got a random uncle to get like a 50-page document on that shit. You know, nigga, you'll get these pics. And I just <laughs> tell you. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at a, a outside view of the map. 75 runs through Atlanta. So one state over from Alabama. So 65 runs out of, runs north out of Alabama and 75 runs north out of, uh, I would say Atlanta, out of Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. 
and I would imagine it's a probably a highway that runs from Mississippi going towards uh, Chicago, and that would probably be their migration. Fifty-five. Okay. Fifty-five goes north out of uh, Mississippi. Um, yeah, and then it goes through St. Louis. Uh, yep, and then yep, right of it, right. Yep, I see it goes right into Chicago. So to sixty-five. Well, 55 and 65 going to Chicago. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Um, so I uh, got a chance to 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 listen to uh, Sophia's l- long email. And, um, oh, okay. Appreciate her, pretty appreciate her, uh, her saying it all. I mean, she kind of. She kind of just, you know, echoed a lot of things we were talking about as far as just, the, you know, the Trump signs and and just she she had a lot of personal stuff in there. So I don't want to divulge too much of it because um, I don't know what she wanted to share. But I know essentially she talked about we had talked about on one of the episodes about, you know, how this country so fucked up and, you know, uh, wanting to move out of this fucker. And she was saying how her and her family has really considered it. And to the point where they've looked at a couple of places in Africa as potentially moving so i was like wow that's pretty dope so you know kudos to them if you know they actually get a chance to make that that move and so so just shout out sophia she's a she's a long time listener and she's even when she hasn't lived for a while she tends to catch up and shit so she was saying how she hasn't been listening because she just been crazy at the house and then she said well fuck it i'll start listening while i'm just doing chores around the house and shit and said she that's how she's been catching up lately and that's usually how i catch up with podcast i usually try to do some shit that i'm you know not i don't have to like uh think about so i could just do shit around the house like i used to cut grass and listen to tons of fucking podcasts and now i just go walking and running and shit so that's usually how i get my my podcast listens in yeah i try to do the same thing like i'll I'll listen to them if i'm riding around in the car and then now that the nature of my work has changed i can listen while i'm working and like now i'm like completely caught up on podcasts to the point where like about midway through the day i gotta find something else to listen to so yeah Cause I'm listening to stuff as soon as it drops now. I'm that caught up. So yeah, I'm not even. Um, I'm ne- not nearly caught up with a lot of podcasts. Um, only thing I've caught up with is probably just American Life. I listen to that, you know, religiously, and then Lovecraft Country. So um, that's pretty much been the two I've been kind of on right now. When I've had. Does Sophia time. have any? Does Sophia have any questions that we need to address? Um, no, no, she didn't have any questions. She was just pretty much uh, just seconding a lot of stuff that we had talked about. So, um, okay, so she was like actively listening and kind of like, yeah, actively and just commenting and stuff. on stuff. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. just about Trump and his whole ass and shit like that. So, oh, yeah, we'll talk about that bitch ass motherfucker in a minute. So, <laughs> uh, let's jump down to if you don't mind. Uh, what did I just look up? Oh, the NFL uh, booze. Mm-hmm. So, first game of the season was uh, Kansas City and I think – I forget who they played. Uh, and <laughs> and I didn't catch that part. I didn't even watch most of, my, uh, most of that game. I had it on this year because I wanted to see the beginning of it, but I missed it. But essentially, I think they didn't – either they stayed in for the anthem or they, they did some kind of – protest I thought or they kneeled or they held they linked arms or I can't remember what they were uh standing and linking arms and then uh after that I guess all of the booze and shit came and you know to your point a lot of people's point um 
none of this shit was about the flag. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it just shows. Uh, I guess what's so f- for me, I, I I know you and I know you have a, a, a huge disdain. And I think we all do, but I know you have a, a, a huge disdain for the NFL as we should. Um, but I think the thing that, that I think the thing that's troubling me for me is that you have a lot of players and teams and stuff that are you know actively protesting and showing and the NFL is kind of leaning towards that now, but they had like the ultimate opportunity to lead this shit and they mm-hmm. totally fucking dropped the ball. And I think for me, that's the biggest disappointment other than Kaepernick not playing the biggest disappointment to me with that. And now they're just following suit because they almost have to. That's exactly what's happening. They have uh, to because every, because they, 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 like you said, they had the opportunity to be at the forefront to be the first to say, you know, this isn't right and we're going to stand up against it. And instead they chose to be dead ass last and they're only doing it because everybody else has. In the sport where it started at and they decided to be mm-hmm. the fucking last ones. And, you know, I commend the, you know, the NBA, it's a, the, the WNBA, a lot of, a lot of teams and players and stuff have really been, you know, for it. And it's just, it's just unfortunate, man. They really, they really, drop the ball on that shit and it's just real fucked up and like you said and a lot of people said it it, it shows the one even about the flag like i don't even get how not i don't I, I mean, let me start over i do get but it's almost like white people don't want black people to be as equal yeah that's it yeah that's it that's all it is because they don't they don't want to hear that shit because like i say all the time they can't conceive a world where they can't do what they want and what they want is to continue to be the dominant race and not even just the dominant race and like, okay, y'all got the most numbers, but that's not good enough. Like they want the other races to be subservient to them. They don't want blacks to be equal. So like anytime they see something about blacks trying to show or trying to ask for some level of equality, it's like, Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, and it's always no, uh, uh-uh. uh, for whatever reason they can make up. No, uh-uh, because they're disrespecting the flag. Or no, uh-uh, because we don't want politics in our sports. Or no, uh-uh, like it, it, there's always something. It's never no, uh-uh, because we don't want black to be equal to us. But the consistent, the consistent reaction is no, uh-uh, for everything that has to do with blacks being equal. So whatever reason that you give doesn't matter because if the, if the situation changes, and the only thing that stays the same is blacks wanted to be equal. And every time that situation changes, you find a new reason to why you're not cool with that situation. And the one constant is blacks wanted to be equal. Then guess what? We know it's, you don't want blacks to be equal. And that's all it is. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's been really, really hard for me to, 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 to deal with, but it's also comforting almost to, have absolute certainty on where you stand because like that like I've, I've always thought that or guessed it or assumed it but to have definitive confirmation <laughs> like they really do not want to fuck like they want us up out of here like they think this is all theirs they want us to either be subservient to them or they want us gone and to know that for a fact is troubling but also comforting because i'm like okay well now i know where i stand and i can act accordingly so yeah that's where we are they definitely don't want us around unless it's still you know 
watch us shoot baskets or throw football. Or yeah, then or whatever okay. or whatever entertainment, you know, from college football to mm-hmm. fucking whatever the fuck. So. Speaking of that, what, speaking of that, did you peep that the Big Ten did did a uh, did a walk back on their uh, on their supposed that we're not going to have a season? And yeah, like I, I oh, saw actually, that. no, because I'm we are. <laughs> so what's crazy is that, and this is no support of just of, of them jumping in or not, because I still think it's fucked up that they're actually subjecting uh, uh, football players to this for the sake of money, because that's all it is. It's fucking mm-hmm. money. It's it's fucking pure fucking greed. But because of them doing all this shit, they're doing daily testing. They're doing all this other stuff. And it's like, y'all not even doing this shit to the fucking students. It's like three three colleges in Michigan, I think, in the last, like, two weeks that's done had to go on lockdowns and shit. Michigan mm-hmm. State had a lockdown. Uh, yep. uh, Saginaw, the second, not Saginaw, Saginaw Valley, one of those other schools. And there's another I- I, I think it was Grand Valley. That's like you're right. Grand Valley State, Grand Valley State, Michigan State, and I believe it was another school. Cause they damn, I had hiccups like crazy. Jesus, excuse me. And they've had crazy breakouts. Like I think in Michigan State, it was like 300 plus students or some shit. And then mm-hmm. same thing for like uh, Grand Valley. They're like, yeah, stay at home. I'm like, motherfucker, they should have been at home anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> like man. And they're telling them uh only time they can come out is to go eat and other shit. Like, uh, that ain't gonna change shit. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's, stupid, it's, man. it's crazy, man. It it, it just and, shows that the country should have stayed locked down to like July and just flushed all that fucking shit out. But because of greed, greed is the reason that I went back to work on in fucking May and a lot of frontline people stayed working and you know, we've had all of the fucking deaths we've had in the country is because of greed and lack of planning and our whole ass uh, president downplaying all the shit. And like, how do you downplay at this point, 200,000 fucking deaths? Apparently he's going to blame Joe Biden. Bruh, how in the fuck <laughs> who, does not you... ho- who currently holds no office, <laughs> nothing. He's not vice president. He's nothing. He he's not no even a fucking right senator or he's nothing not a senator, anymore. He's not nothing. He's nothing right now. Only thing no, he holds no down. His, only thing he holds on is his house. Mm-hmm. That's all Joe Biden is responsible for at this moment is his personal family, and Trump is finding a way to blame Joe Biden for this somehow. I, it's amazing. And I don't know. I don't even know what's worse. Uh, Trump blaming Joe Biden for this shit or the multitude of people who still want to vote for Trump. Like they run neck and neck of like the most ho shit ever in life. Truly, they truly, truly do. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's utterly fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. dog. So yeah. um, Since the last time we talked Trump, I don't know. uh, Trump lied about the whole thing of COVID. He was talking with, with it. Uh, Woodward, Woodward, is it Woodward? Yeah, Bob, uh, Bob Woodward. Bob yeah. Woodward, and he's on video like, yeah, it's just not that you know big of a deal, whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. And here we are. That was February. Come March, we shutting down shit, and then we've had probably the we had the worst four months, five six months of in in our history of of deaths, and uh, yeah. And you still got motherfuckers uh, 
running through Target with no mask, like they're in a goddamn parade and shit. Uh, and just, you know, as as common as that behavior is of like people, you know, feeling like they don't need to wear a mask. That's still like the actual process, the actual act of like running through that target in a big ass group chanting about not wearing masks. That's some goddamn Florida shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't even need to know it was Florida to know it was Florida. <laughs> I, Florida is such a joke, dog. Like, I don't understand how like the wildest shit that happens in this country, like the stupidest of the stupid, always comes out of Florida. Sorry, Delvin. But always comes out of Florida, though. <laughs> like, man, I would be so ashamed to be from there. Man, <laughs> I think you know. At this point, I think Devin might be the best thing out of Florida right now. Because <laughs> uh, Florida is a shithole. So Delvin is holding it down as as the most mightiest of fucking Florida. Because it is some fuck shit going on down there. Man, Delvin and whoever that nigga is that did the plastic surgery for like uh Kylie Jenner. Because <laughs> she made her to a completely different person. <laughs> like you look at Kylie Jenner now and Kylie Jenner five years ago, totally different person. <laughs> like he created an entirely different human that doesn't look like it like they were surgically repaired. Like that nigga is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he does his job way the fuck well. Cause uh yeah, he does. She, she's not even the same person. But, they doing this, they do the same. The, all them all them be getting like the bomb. I'm not saying actually. I'm I'm assuming that person's from Florida because the because they got that one dude, Doctor Miami, that they call him, that plastic surgeon. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, assuming right. it's him, but it, it might not be. But whoever did the surgery the for uh, for all them Kardashian chicks, man, he make whoever that is make Courtney not Courtney uh, Chloe make look like a totally different person. Now they making Kendall look like a totally different person. <laughs> like man. Man, he is getting paid. He is he's probably set. He probably has to do any more people. Like he's Mm-mm. set. He's good. No, oh, yeah, he don't need to do shit. I bet every every single individual that he does work on, he probably makes enough to last us a year just on one person, probably. Like man, he's gotta make sick amounts of money, dog, as good as that dude is. I don't know if that's Dr. Miami or if that's somebody else, but whoever worked on whoever did the work on the Kardashian family is real really good at their job because like in, in say in 10 years in 10 years if you show let's say a, a uh, teenager so a teenager let's say Kylie Jenner is still famous in 10 years right and looks however she looks and you show somebody who wasn't around when she was a kid show that person a child picture and say who is this no one not a single soul will guess Kylie Jenner not a single person you tell them that's Kylie Jenner. They'd be like, "Nah, you quit fucking lying." Kylie Jenner's probably gonna be black by the in ten years. <laughs> the way I was changing, changing. Just wonder though, kids. like you know, you know, these people have all this work done, and they end up having starting to have kids, and then what's crazy is the kids start looking like the original them and shit. So <laughs> the kids ain't even coming out like them and shit. Like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> I like that term, the original them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, wild that we live in a world like that where you can have a kid and be like. Man, that kid looks just like the original me. <laughs> uh, you imagine a kid. Uh, uh, now, actually, I don't even know what, it, what his kids really like. Really look like because he did have one of the white uh, white women. But Michael Jackson's kids, like I don't know who the fuck they look like. Mhm. Yeah, I, I, they sure as fuck don't look like him. But like, can you imagine like if that nigga had a son, like while he was white looking, 
that came out and grew up to be, say, 10 years old and looks like 10-year-old Michael Jackson. Man. <laughs> like, man. That'd be crazy, dog. Like, look at the 10-year-old that looks like 10-year-old Michael Jackson that looks nothing like current Michael Jackson. <laughs> man. Crazy. <laughs> While we're on that topic, speaking of surgeons, whoever did his work, I hope that nigga's broke. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson did look... Even if you even if you take away the supposed vitiligo, if he kept the exact same same skin color, like he it's still a totally different looking person. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that man tried to deny that he had work done is mind boggling to me. <laughs> like dog, he didn't even look like like when he was about to die, he didn't even look like a normal person. Like he didn't even look like a human. Like he looked like some weird like android man or something. Dog, like <laughs> I don't know. Dog. What was man. uh? Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, what was the baseball? Sammy Sosa. What? I don't. He didn't even get like. He just did bleaching, and he totally like a whole different person. Yeah, and I still never got I think, that. I think he had. He probably did some other stuff too, just like Michael Jackson did. Because like, because you could. Th- like, there's plenty of people that can lose their skin color but still look the same. Like you don't just get like you don't lose your skin color and your cheekbones shift, your nose shift, like. <laughs> like, like that shit don't just happen from losing your skin color, dog. Like, both of them probably had some work done. All right, they had whole different fucking faces and shit. Like, yeah, <sighs> crazy. And at least, at least, if you're gonna change your face, try to look like, still look like a human. Like, because <laughs> I said neither one of them look like people anymore. Like, they look like weird. Like, I don't know. Like. I don't even want to say androids. They look like somebody like they were created in a lab or something. Yeah. Well, like an android. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've done yeah, some real fucked up shit. <sighs> so yeah, so enough of that. Uh what else we got? Uh so the Roy Jones Tyson fight. So that got moved to the week uh the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which I am not a fan of because I'll be out of town and I'm hoping I just got signal enough to even buy it uh cuz i'm going to be Wait, in where you gonna be at? I'm going to Tennessee we going to uh, we we doing a cabin meet my my household and my sister's household so we're doing a cabin in Gatlinburg for uh, Thanksgiving okay. week and uh, i'm just hoping i got signal enough to even you know I'm bring my fucking Roku or whatever and and uh and actually be able to purchase it but so i guess ex- exhibition fight or exhibition basically just means you just run around and play and not try to knock each other's heads off, which is supposedly how this is supposed to go. And now uh, Roy Jones is hesitant on doing this fight because of, I guess, being, he, he said, I remember in the article he said something about, you know, Tyson being way bigger than him and all this shit. He must've been mm-hmm. watching some of them training videos. Uh, but I'm like, if they go sit around and just- He must have. But they must go, they go sit around and fuck around and just you know, it, I I equate it to being the equivalent of the Pro Bowl being flag football, <laughs> right? <laughs> like 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 the the NBA All Star Game before they actually had stakes stakes in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, it's just yeah, we just gonna come out here and fuck around until until about two minutes left in the game. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I, 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 my, my hopes are really low about this fight now, and so if it even didn't happen, I wouldn't even be surprised, and I wouldn't even be mad about it because now I just feel like it's just not going to be worth shit. Well, 
So the only thing that's keeping my hope that this will be worth watching is that even though that article said that the rules of the exhibition state that they shouldn't be trying for a knockout, I've been watching Mike Tyson for 30 years and he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to come out there and half-ass or, or someone who is like, who really cares about the rules. And then like, you can't, I don't see how you can monitor or regulate whether or not two people who are fighting are trying to knock each other out. Like, mm -hmm. how do you say one punch was an attempt to knock somebody out versus another? You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like even if he, if Mike Tyson comes out full, full energy or whatever, and he knocks out Roy Jones Jr., he could be like, I wasn't really trying. Like, it just, I just knocked that nigga out. Like, and I feel like I could see Roy Jones maybe like holding him back a little because he's like, you know, not holding back, but kind of like, you know, I'm not gonna try to knock him out. Like we just go spar out here. And Mike Tyson coming out like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> like just coming in like fired up, dog. Like Mike Tyson is not the guy that's gonna come out and be like, oh, I'm not supposed to knock him out. We just gonna spar. All right, nah, dog. <laughs> Mike Tyson ain't trained it. Mike Tyson didn't train get his body like that. Work, you know, post these videos to come out there and just kind of like have a good time. Like nah, dog. I think Mike Tyson gonna come out there and try to knock that thing out, regardless. So um, that's my hope. I, I that just it will still be entertaining and, and it, uh, far fetched, but I would love to see Tyson come down uh, the aisle with the cast uh, from The Hangover with the tiger. Like <laughs> that would really make my day. Really <laughs> That'd make my be dope. Day. Man, I get. I'm I'm excited for it though, man. I'm like I got. I, I hope it still happens just because like, I don't know, man. It, like we could talk all day about how old they are and how long it's been since they fought. And even when Tyson was still an active fighter, you know, like he wasn't performing well at the end. Like we could talk about all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's been a, I don't know, 15, 20 years since we've seen Mike Tyson make the walk to the ring. Like it's going to be exciting. Like for all the shit people are talking about it, if it actually happens, it's going to be exciting to see, oh, man, here's fucking Mike Tyson walking out to the ring again for the first time in 15, 20 years, fighting another guy who was really famous, who was walking down for the first time in a long time. And it's going to be exciting. And I still think I still think Tyson's going to go hard. I don't think he's going to I, I don't think he's going to play nice. I'll watch it regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like I said, if I if I'm able to watch it and get it, I will uh uh definitely get it. So I'm definitely looking but I just I don't know. I'm just getting a bad vibe now. So but to to your point, has there ever been a time when Tyson just held back or some shit? Yeah, man, I just don't see him being as the type. He'd be like, Oh, we're not supposed to try to knock each other out? All right. Nah, nah, that don't sound like him to me. <laughs> That's just the same nigga that said he wanted to eat somebody's children, dog. Like, it's not, not a guy who's going to come nice, dog. He's just not. Uh, nah, so we'll see. Are you up on the latest and greatest divorces of hip-hop and rap? <laughs> I'm up on the one that was announced today or yesterday. <laughs> I don't know what day it was. So it was two, 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 two weird, I'm saying weird, but two announcements of marriages and divorces. So of oh, course, cool. okay. it, so of course, the the marriage, the divorce of 
Cardi B and what's who she married to? Offset or one of the other ones? Offset? <laughs> yeah, Offset. Okay. <laughs> and then there was the announcement or news that Maya Moore, the ex uh, WNBA player. Oh yeah, I did see that. Married yeah. the guy who she helped get out of prison for I don't know wrongfully convicted or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the, I, I didn't read all of it, but the story I guess ever since she had been like eighteen, she had been familiar with him or at least known of him, and has you know uh, been kind of <laughs> on his side for all this time, and I guess are <clears throat> liking each other and shit. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I saw pe- I saw people reacting to it kind of weird, but I'm like, if it's a wrongly accused dude, like they don't re- like they they were reacting as if she married an inmate, and I'm like, she didn't marry an inmate, she married somebody who was wrongfully accused and released, like and released, so like, basically a regular motherfucker. But yeah. I but I haven't I haven't seen anything bad about it. It was just like okay, cool. I mean, I don't I I thought she was previously married. I don't know if she's been divorced or not. I'm, I may be mixing her up with somebody else. Uh, I, th- I think I think so because I had the same thought too. But then I was like, I thought too. I was like, maybe I'm confusing her with somebody else. But if we both had the same thought, maybe not. Yeah, I thought she was previously married to somebody else, but good for her, good for him. Shit, man, yeah. it's, it's got to be a little humbling to get divorced by a woman who ends up <laughs> marrying a, somebody who just got out of prison. Right? <laughs> Is this the upgrade? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the definitely the fucking upgrade. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if um, who her previous if she was. Oh, I thought she was married to somebody else in the NBA. Oh, I thought she was married to somebody in the NBA though. Previous. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the biggest one, and I don't really, I don't have nothing bad to say about this whole uh, a Cardi B offset. But if the motherfucker been. Uh, fucking the whole city, like you know, how, do you, do people expect people to stay married to motherfuckers like that? <laughs> I don't know, dog. I, I think I think if WAP had never come out, this would be less of a news story. It'd just be like, oh, okay, they broke up. But she, if she hadn't had that damn line in that song, this wouldn't be as big of a deal. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird to drop that drop that flex. Like, yo, I'll cook and I clean. I still got that ring. Drop that flex like that, and then <laughs> a month later, <laughs> and then, and divorced. I, I, and like, this yeah. is my this might be my first time remotely ever supporting uh, something uh, of Cardi B. But if I was that fucking rich, I ain't cooking and fucking cleaning either. What fucking rich ass people fucking cooking and cleaning this shit? Probably none of them. <laughs> True. None of them. Yeah. Man, give me give me ten twenty million. Boy, I never clean a damn thing in my life. I'm sitting here ashing <laughs> my cigar like Garcalt. Garcalt. Drop my ashtray. <laughs> Drop my ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, drop, I just drop some ash on your drop some ash on your leg. Hey man, come wipe this off, dog. Which I, I can, like which I do nigga. at least, <laughs> I, I, which I do at least once every time I smoke. Right. Me too. So. Yeah, I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, what I was gonna say, uh, somebody messaged me and I got thrown off. Uh, I just don't understand. I, I just don't think everybody should be married. Wait, what? I just don't think everybody should get married. Like, I don't think marriage is for everybody. Oh, I least said anybody. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I just don't think anybody should be married. No, like, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. 
as we said, right? As we said, it's two two married men talk about shit right. like this. Uh, I just think everybody should should be married. Uh, I I would assume they saw some genuine love, decided they want to be together. But that's like I don't think I think a lot of people don't see marriage as a lifetime thing. Like I didn't get I didn't get married to my wife thinking, okay, well, this would be over in ten or twelve, and I just find me another chick. You know, like this is hopefully it for me. And, and I hope she she feels the same. Um, and obviously, shit happens that can change that. But y'all too successful. Y'all y'all young. Fuck it. Just just be together. Shit. You got your own. And especially a situation where you got your own money. They got their own. There's no like have you know getting together and combining your funds to buy your first house and you know shit like that. And no, nah, just just hang out. Shit. Be happy. Be run your career and shit like. Yeah, I just ain't got to do that. They got too much. They got too much of their rap persona that I think impacts the ability to, to stay happily married. Because like you got, like the Migos got like they got to be having too much pussy thrown at them all the time. And like you got a young black man who is coming into money, becoming rich with the Migos. And now he's like touring, getting pussy thrown at him left and right. Like, if you're not, if you're not ready for that, like it's probably not a good move for you to get married. And she's probably in the same spot. And she might, and I'm sure she, she probably gets offered dick all the time. But it's different for women, dog, because it's like, I, I feel like it's it's easier for a woman to be like, nah, I'm not going. I'm I'm married. I'm done. And a, a famous woman, I should say. I'm sorry a famous woman to be like, all right, I can, you know, I can do my job, do my career as a rapper or as an athlete or whatever it is to make me famous. And that's it. And then I'll, you know, when I'm done doing that, I'll come home, go home to my husband. But then like, I feel like a famous man, an athlete or a rapper or whatever, can't separate the two as, as well as a woman can. And it's like, they gotta, it's like they gotta live up to the lifestyle that they rap about. Like, so it's like, if you rap it about, drugs money women all that kind of stuff you can't i don't think you can go on tour all over the country or all over the planet meeting all these women who are throwing pussy at you and be like yeah no nah, uh I'm, I'm married uh, the, the, all that shit i'll be saying about all the girls i'll be fucking that's just, that's just jokes i'm just i'm married to cardi b we good like i don't think that's happening so i think what needs to happen in those kinds of situations is like they need to have an understanding going in whether like what what how things are gonna play out like and I'm not saying that they didn't that Cardi B and Offset didn't but I feel like that's what you need to have any chance of finding success is to be like okay if we do this you need to separate your rap persona from who you are as my husband and or who you are as my wife and that and that needs to be that or they just be like okay when you out touring you do you I'm gonna do me. Just don't embarrass me and don't bring home no diseases. Don't be, you know, don't do nothing to make me look crazy. And that's that. So like th there needs to be an agreement, I think in one of those places for it to work. And that's why I think those, these celebrity marriages never work because they don't have that agreement or they don't have, um, or one, or one party isn't honest about it. Like they say, yeah, we'll do this. And then they do something different. Way different and shit. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know who would look at any member of the Migos and think 
this is the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> like, I just I can't. I don't see it, dog. Like, maybe, maybe in 10 years after they done rapping or something like that, and they're retired, and they're like, you know, 40 or 35 or whatever, and ain't doing that shit no more, maybe you can be like, all right, I know this person. We go out on dates, and we spend a lot of time together. We good. But I don't know. I just can't see anybody looking at Quavo and being like, yeah, he's ready to settle down. <laughs> like, no, nah, dog. Nah, not at all. Not as fucking all. He's but dating yeah. a rapper too, actually. Who? Quavo. Um, I don't know how I found that out, but oh, it was um, I was listening to some uh, rap playlist on Spotify, and you know how they could tell you stats—not stats, but like information. I was listening to some uh, some song, and um, one of the women rapping on it. Uh, was is dating Quavo. I don't remember who it is, but he's dating some rapper. But, Shit, but he ain't married uh, to a uh, tennis player Naomi Osaka. She's dating a fucking rapper. Oh yeah, I saw that. Some somebody who I hadn't heard of, but had like a dumb rap name. He's actually <laughs> kind of cool though. That's uh, uh, it. Cordo Corday Pete something. What the fuck is his name? Uh, yeah, I listened to his album. His album was actually uh, YMB Corday. He's actually pretty decent. Um, okay, that but, name sounds familiar. But I seen I seen a picture of her posting at the I, I think after a match, and and she's posing with him, and he posing with his middle finger out at the crowd and shit. I was like, how she find this nigga of all the people to fucking date? Yeah, like isn't she isn't she underage too? Like isn't she like really young? Uh, like 17, 18, something like that. Or she was seven. Maybe I'm thinking she was like 16, 17 when she got popping. So she might be like 20 now, something like that. No, I think she's. I think she might be of age now. Oh, she's 22. So yeah, I think she got popping. You know, at least known. At least to me, maybe she was under under 21 and shit. Okay. So. Yeah, crazy. Uh, what else we got? Um, Brianna Taylor, we got to talk about that. Oh, even, so, even briefly. Okay, so uh, the city of was that Louisville? Yep. City of Louisville settled with the family. Uh, the payout was like twelve million, and I guess part of it was that they want to do better police reform. Or shit like that and it's just crazy that the taxpayers have to pay for the police fuck up it's not like this it's money is coming out of out of, of a police budget or some shit this is fully taxpayer shit that's paying for their fuck up which is like the to me that's second that's the most that's the second most inferior thing about this other than obviously the cops not being charged for the shit man i it's like part of me wants to be like, I think I think it, they I think when I first heard about it, there wasn't an amount attached to it, but throughout the course of the day, it came out it was like twelve million or something like that. And but I, there's a part of me that wants to be happy for the family because that's obviously that's life changing money. Like you know they're not provided they you know handle it right, they're not going to want for anything for the rest of their lives if they if they you know do everything right. But like man, it it bothers me that. One, like you said, the officers still are not going to jail like they should or being charged. Two, 
um, like you said again, about the fact that taxpayer money is paying for their fuck up. And three, the fact that they are willing to essentially do anything other than admit wrongdoing. Like the, the loyalty within the police world, and we, we talked about this before, or, or I talked about on that solo podcast that I did. Yeah, it was the solo one that I did about just the corruption that exists within within the police. Like it's so, so deep rooted and they, they will defend each other to a degree that doesn't even make sense to me because I feel like there are people who are police officers or who are in the police that will allow their own people to be thrown under the bus to defend people who are complete and utter pieces of shit because they have the same job or, or because they are afraid of who, of what could happen to them if the people who are friends with the person that they are speaking out against hear about it. So like if you have the cops that kill Breonna Taylor, right? And say you got some other black police officer in that same force, he either is not gonna say shit about it because for whatever reason, that's his people, even though they wrongfully killed one of his people with no, for no reason, he's gonna side with them or he's internally doesn't side with them, but won't openly condemn them because he doesn't know what kind of backlash he's gonna get from the other police officers. So it's like such a shady, corrupt uh, subset of, of, of the world that like you can have a situation where you have a pretty clear cut situation where the police that were involved in this situation need to be held accountable. But rather than anyone stepping up and saying that, they, they would rather they would rather dole out $12 million in taxpayer money than to say the police fucked up and the police are wrong and we're gonna condemn the people involved in this. Like, man, like just as simple as admitting that you were wrong and filing some charges against people who wholeheartedly deserve that and you work in the law, you know, like you're not gonna charge those people and you'd rather just dole out a whole fucking bunch of money. Like that, that bothers me and like, I, I, I do not want to try to put myself in the shoes of their family. I don't even want to think about it, but it makes me wonder how these negotiations took place in the sense of like, did they say, we'll take the money, but y'all got to do like, well, were they talk down to it? Whereas like, like, say, was it initially like, oh, we'll give you guys $5 million. And they were like, no, we want you to, we want the officers to be charged too. Like we'll take the five, but we want the officers to be charged too. And they were like, okay, how about we give you 12? They're like, all right, fuck it. Well, <laughs> like, no, like, I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I, 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 what I've seen, and I don't know for certain, um, but the stuff I've kind of seen online was that uh, being a, the, the settlement is technically a civil matter and that the criminal side of it is something totally different. Like I seen the mother was on a, uh, was being interviewed and she was saying how, you know, she still, you know, she, they still need to be arrested. They still need to be charged. Stuff still need to be happening. So I don't think there was anything within their civil agreement that they would be charged or anything. And that's going to still have to come from the, uh, the criminal side, but it just makes me think less that this is going to happen based on that. Although everything, a lot of stuff I've seen, tends to lean to there's totally those are totally uh separate matters um but and like you say i don't want i 
I don't want to, there's nothing bad or anything I want to say about the family. You know, that 12 million is not going to get their daughter back, their family member back. And hopefully it'll help ease the shit that's been going on. Mm-hmm. But it got to be some fucking, it, I, it's funny. I was just looking for, I, earlier I was just looking for people who made those shirts. Cause I wanted to get one of those uh, arrest the cop shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, or just that's randomly, but just earlier. But it got to be some kind of man. I like I knew that whole ass attorney general. Uh, I think it's Cameron something. I can't think of his name, but he's the attorney general in Kentucky. And that one black dude, the black dude, the one that spoke yeah. at the Republican convention. And oh yeah, he, he uh, when they asked him about it, like first off, when I watched him on it um, on the Republican convention. He didn't stutter. He was clear spoken. He had his whole spiel about how Trump is the person and Biden was trash. When he was talking to that interviewer about this case, it like he was sweating. He was stuttering. <laughs> it was just like he, he somebody were waiting on ballistics and all this shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, well, at least he can't, at least he wasn't able to easily throw his people under the bus. At least he struggled with it. <laughs> no, he did. He, he did. And, you know, I just, I just, I just, I just feel like they're just going to, they just, they're really trying to just brush it under the rug, man. That's, they're really trying to do that shit. And the, the thing is, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Like, this is, like, if it was going to be brushed under the rug, it would have happened a long time ago. But people are really, really on the arrest the cops who killed Bri- Breonna Taylor shit. And I don't think that's going to go away, at least not anytime soon. I mean, It'll probably ease up a little bit, but um, I'm no less pissed about it. So. Oh, no, no, no. no. I don't, I don't think people are less pissed about it at all. I think people are still – I think people are even angrier with the settlement because there's been other cases when – and I I shared a post on Facebook yesterday the day before about a wrongful death situation with some white woman, and the cop was fucking charged – they, they gave a white woman like 20 million or some crazy sh- family, 20 million or some crazy shit. And it shows that the right things can't, the right things can happen. But is it because we're black? We just, you know, we, we, we just don't get that same, which that's just life for us. You know, we just don't get that same, that same treatment. And the police, the police brutality just keeps happening. I haven't heard of a death lately, but I'm sure it's probably gonna be one tomorrow. Um, it's just <laughs> what they fucking do. I mean, sad to say, it's just you know I haven't heard about one lately, so I just figure you know Thursday might be the day. Somebody's gonna be <coughs> yeah, fucking unlucky, so. and you know they're gonna keep beating the shit out of us, and they're gonna keep killing us, and it's it's just gonna keep happening. That's the crazy part. Ever since Mike Brown and Ferguson. This shit is it's still happening. And then you would have thought, okay, after uh, George Floyd got killed, and it, they kind of been like, sent the memo out like, whoa, 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 we got to chill a little bit. Shit done popped off here. No? Then you got shit in, uh, what was that, Missouri? Uh, with uh, with, J- with Jacob uh, uh, Blake? Blake. Yeah. Jacob Blake. Blake. And uh, and then it was no memo. And then it, it, they didn't send no memo. All like, hey, hey, we gotta chill for a minute. Shit, kind of hot. We just had to burn down the fucking city. You know, uh, uh, shit happened in Seattle, burning down the fucking police station. All this shit, like, 
they I seen the article today talk a uh, associate Associated Press posted something about how many millions and shit has been um of of buildings and businesses have been like burnt down and all this shit. And I'm like, it's only cause y'all keep killing us. If y'all can stop right. fucking killing us, we won't burn y'all shit down. And that, that's like you said, that's the craziest part. And we a hundred percent we've said this on the podcast before. Like you would think that you would at least if you are if you are white people as a whole or as a group or as the police the white people with police or whatever, you would at least think that they would go, maybe we shouldn't kill nobody for a couple months. Like <laughs> you know, something, dog. Like, man, but they just out here with no fucks given. And that was what that was why the George Floyd video was so infuriating to me because of the like like that that whole idea of like you would think they would chill out and not only did they not chill out but he killed that man on camera looking in the camera with no fucks given for eight eight minutes and 43 seconds was it uh mm-hmm. 46 seconds i can't remember but like you know, he did he looked in the camera the whole time with no fucks given with his hands on his hips like yo yeah no i'm doing this it's gonna happen i don't care and he didn't give a fuck and uh, man like that's what's wild to me dog like you said that's the craziest part is like you would think if you a hateful person or you committing some kind of crime and shit's getting hot yeah, that's all it is. Shit's getting hot. Not even like, yo, we gonna stop. We need to stop hating black people. Not even that. Just like you would think, just common sense as a police officer who is knowledgeable on what it takes to be a criminal, because that's what you do is catch criminals. You would think I'm doing criminal shit. Shit's getting hot. Maybe I should chill out because that's what criminals do. They're, you see it in the movies all the time, dog. Like the criminals, like the fucking the fucking Joker or whoever the fuck. They're like, yo, shit's getting hot. Like chill out for a minute. They, you've seen criminals kill other criminals because they were acting up while shit was hot. <laughs> and y'all fucking up. We need to fuck like, y'all up so y'all can chill. I'm watching a wire. Right. The blocks is hot. Y'all gotta stop dropping them bodies, dog. They, 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 they on our shit and they stop dropping exactly. them bodies. But no, 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 not the cops. They like let's do more. Let's just let's make an example out of the rest of these motherfuckers that we will still keep killing these motherfuckers for no reason. And and. and that's the perfect comparison. They're criminals with badges. That's it. That's the only difference. They're criminals too, just criminals with badges. And they, I, I don't know, man. I Every time we get on something like this, it gets so frustrating because it's just amazing that they just keep at it. They just keep I can't say, at it. I can't say to, to bring a little lightness to it. When I was thinking about the Breonna Taylor settlement, like I said, I was thinking, like, I wonder if they negotiate, if they tried to negotiate in some sort of repercussions for those individual officers and were kind of like, they were like meeting halfway, right? Like, okay, um, I want, we want those cops arrested or charged or something for those cops and 5 million. And then they, they worked yeah, it out like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, we'll give you 12 million and we'll do some, uh, you know, we'll do some training to help cops with like racial whatever profiling and whatever, you know, like, like did they negotiate that kind of thing? And then that made me think, like, man, that would have to suck as that family to have to negotiate how how your child or family member's wrongful death at the hands of police who don't care, how you're going to negotiate a proper settlement. Like, that's got to be fucked up. But it made me think of, did you see, I, I, love, I love how I connect the wildest things together sometimes. Did you see the episode of Fresh Prince where um, Carlton was in charge of the Peacock and, yep. and Will worked there? And then Will uh, got sick of Carlton being Carlton, so he quit. And then he started to work at like a, a sports bar called the 
the touchdown or something yeah, like yeah, that. I or that. Yeah. Kessler's Kessler's touchdown or something like that. So at the end of that episode, Carlton shows up at the place because um he had he once Will left, because Will like all the people who came there liked Will. So when Will left, people stopped coming to the Peacock and he hired Jazz to like <laughs> bring some people and Jazz brought all the fucking weirdos. And then the guy told him, like, if you don't fix this, then I'm gonna take you out off this job. So Carlton goes to the sports bar to try to convince Will to come back. And he's like, you know, uh, I, you know, I can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make it worth your while. Like at, at first he tried to, he tried to say, you know, just ask him to come back. And he was like, I see it's no point. And he tried to leave, but then he came back and was like, all right, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you know, better shifts. I'll let you wear your own clothes. Like it was a couple things like that. And then Will was just like, nah, man, I'm good here. And then Carlton was like, well, what do you want? And he's like, well, you know, I kind of want you to beg me. And he's like, I don't know how to beg, I'm rich. And he's like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you if you come back. Right. And then Will was like, You don't get it, man. He's like, it's not about facts if he's like doing his like Malcolm X speech. It's like it's not about facts and figures. It's not about this, about that, it's about what's right. Like you're like doing this like motivational speech. And then Carlton goes, I'll give you two thousand dollars. He's like, All right, let me go get my hat. <laughs> right. And it, it made me wonder if it, <laughs> that's what I thought of when I thought of Brianna Taylor's family negotiating this settlement <laughs> i thought of this fresh print negotiation where like carlton was like going hard like i'll give you a thousand dollars and then will was trying to make the fucking the good side point like trying to make the big speech and then he's going all right two thousand he's like all right let me get my hat <laughs> and that's fucked up that i might have thought that but like i hope that's not how brianna taylor's family was it was like they went through their whole spiel and we're all serious and shit no, and they, were they, like, they started right, like million. so they like 15 million they's like how about 12 when we were trying to act right? All right, eh, maybe we'll go for that. Like, what's exactly. fucked up? I mean, this is all hypothetical and probably not how it goes anyway, but just because our minds wonder. What's fucked up is that they could potentially have to negotiate the police actually doing their, their job correctly as a lesser settlement, if that was the case. Like, we got to take less money for y'all to say that y'all going to do y'all jobs better, essentially. Yeah, uh, pretty much. And this is why I'm like, man, this is, that's a fucked up situation to have to, to deal with internally. And even in that moment. Yeah, man. It's just so uh, fucking disgusting, Doug. So it's curious to see how things turn to um, happen with that. Because we've heard not a damn thing um, about those cops at all it's been like i ain't seen their names and none of that and not from a sake of from a perspective of people protesting and you know putting their names out there like the news don't say anything about that shit it's you know last thing i saw like i say that attorney general was being interviewed and he was saying that there's ballistics evidence is coming out soon and i'm like what the fuck is going to come out y'all came into it y'all did a no knock to a house that wasn't even supposed to be uh, y'all supposed to go into her boyfriend did what he was supposed to do, shot back at intruders, and it was fucking police, and y'all killed a sleeping fucking EMT worker. And not like she was a fucking uh, drug lord's chick sitting there with a fucking table full of coke. She's a, a fucking a, a EMT worker sleep. Well, like she works for the Curry's fucking wife. city. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she did. Like it's not like they broke into. They 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 uh did a raid on Scarface crib, and she's sitting in the back with a money counter or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't fucking Griselda or some crazy shit. She had fucking <laughs> a, a, a city worker 
and she, and you know doing her you know doing her day jobs uh help saving lives and y'all fucking kill her like it, it couldn't have it damn it couldn't have been a worse person to kill yeah yeah good point so yeah man it's it's it's, it's ugh. just fucking ugh. <laughs> ugh. yeah just ugh, man i just i i don't have another word for this shit just ugg as fuck. Yeah, just ugg as fuck, man. Anyway, you got anything else you want to shout out? No. Uh, man, I'm good. We can wrap this one up. All right, cool, man. As always, I uh, appreciate your emails. Uh, shout out to Sophia. Uh, you can email us at um, whatupdopodcast at gmail or check out um, our uh, our Twitter page at uh, whatupdopodcast. Send us questions, comments, whatever. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.